Hello, and how are you today? I'm doing good. This is Kristen Wombach with Intentional Now Podcast, and I am so glad that you are here. We are going to have a good time. I'm going to share some intimate details. I have been sharing with you kind of in between the lines of the different chapters of my book, The Unfinished Book. Um, you can order that book on Amazon, Barnes Noble, or you can order it directly from me at kristinwombach.com. Now, before we get too busy and dig up too many good questions, I invite you to go ahead and follow the podcast, because what that does is every time I make a new episode, you get an email, ding, and there it is. That is so easy to do, right? So make sure you follow me, and here we go. We're going to get started. Okay, so in chapter four, it's called Getting Permission. Boy, that is open-ended, isn't it? And the subtitle that I wrote was, It is often easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Yeah, that's kind of like you're in between a rock and a hard place, yet the rock is squeezing you closer to the hard place. But what are you doing in the hard place in the first place, right? What what am I doing there? What am I doing between that rock and that wall? Well, I learned how to ask those questions. So let me say that quote again. The quote is from Grace Hopper. It is often easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. So brings another question to mind. If I'm asking forgiveness... What am I asking forgiveness for? What that means I'm taking responsibility for something that's transpired between you and I, correct? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to read this paragraph here because we're going to set this up just a bit and then we're going to ask some great questions. Okay. Page 58. You ready? Okay. Like you. I love the church in both heaven and earth. I love gathering. I love worship and miracles and healings, growing, praying, communion, prophetic words, fellowship, conferences, revivals, bawling and snotting and getting undone together at the altar. Oh, I love that. Also, to include how heaven is jointly responding. Yeah, heaven responds with angels, beings, realms, cloud of witnesses, supernatural manifestations, the men in white linen. Please forgive me if I ruffled your feathers. I too usually read books that stir up truth. I prefer an awakening and a stretching. Do you? I always prefer an awakening and a stretching. Transition and transformation bring forth fruit that would not come forth without different elements present. Can I say that again? Okay. Transition and transformation bring forth fruit that would not come forth without different elements present. Some friction is needed to create change. Yeah, 
Even an oyster needs sand on the inside to create a beautiful pearl. But I always found it interesting that a real pearl actually has a gritty residue on the outside. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Again, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. I spent years asking for permission, staying in order. That's what was expected of me. You always ask permission, permission, permission. This same mindset also was woven into my relationship with God. I was working to get his permission. It was an orphan spirit, if you just want to put a label to it. I was searching for something that looks like me, that is only found in the yes, yes, and amen of him. Boy, have you ever searched for something that looked like you? (sighs) Because you just want to know yourself. You want to know the Jesus in you. I kept asking for permission. I kept, I thought that asking for permission, like in church, because that's what you're supposed to do, because there's leaders and there's overseers and you're under, right? Well, no, we're not. Those are just structures that man made. And it's not necessarily what we are supposed to place ourselves within. So I'm going to keep talking and presenting a few questions and we'll chew on them a bit. Okay. So let me ask you this. Since our permissions to actually get to know Jesus in us, the yes, yes, and amen in him, because he agrees with who we are because he made us, right? So I'm going to ask a question. Does your experience in and of God give you the green light that you are confident in? Are you confident in who God is in you? And you've experienced that. It's not just a Bible verse that is written, but it lives inside you. He speaks inside of you and you're okay with that. You have experience with it. You're confident in what he says to you, why he says this to you, what you say to him and why you say in your conversation to him. So I looked for permission within the structure of the church and I was disappointed. Yeah. So how... I'm going to ask another question. So how can someone or a thing give permission when they haven't experienced the authority given? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where I had to learn it. So I was asking and expecting permission. And yet what I was expecting permission in or through or from They didn't have the ability to give it. So here, you know, again, I place myself in between a rock and a hard place, a rock and a wall. I place myself there and I wanted a certain outcome, but they couldn't give it to me. And so I thought asking permission would get me to that destination, but it didn't. So I questioned it. I did. I questioned it. I looked for that permission. 
So I'm going to remind you again of kind of how I framed up the podcast, an engaging workshop discussion on change, purpose, and redefining what we say yes to. I ask myself this all the time. (laughs) If not every day, I say, Kristen, what are you saying yes to? And then does that yes, whether maybe it's your emotions, how I'm feeling for the day, even what might be popping in my focus. And does that yes, does that step in the footstep leading me to my future? And if it doesn't, then I have to change it. I have to change what I said yes to or what is asking me for a yes. I have to change that. So I'm the one who is so responsible for governing where my footsteps go and governing that my footsteps lead me to my future. And okay, so I hear a question. You might say, well, I don't know my future then you need to go back and find out your yes with Jesus because he'll show you your future, okay? So then I ask myself again, does my yes agree with my core values? Or are my core values, are they challenged? So my core values, core value, loving God and being loved by God. And the second one is sometimes more difficult, It's easy to love God, right? It's more challenging to be loved by God. That means I have to receive it. And in receiving it, I have to change me because maybe I have put God between a a rock and a hard place, right? In my mindsets, in my thoughts, even in my yeses. So I have to change to receive. I have to change to listen to how he talks to me. Okay, continuing on. So being loved by God, core value, loving myself and taking care of myself. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, that one's been challenged probably the most, right? Because, I mean, you wife, mother, a bajillion children, and then... Yeah, so you get so busy taking care of other people that you don't take care of yourself. Guilty. So I had to ask for forgiveness for myself, to myself, yeah. So that goes back to our quote today. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Well, I had to forgive myself and then give myself permission to take care of myself. Yes, Because how can I take care of anybody else if I don't first take care of me? Mm, Yeah, it's like I have to put a deposit in the bank first before I can ever agree to a withdrawal, right? That was a good word. (laughs) Okay, so loving myself, taking care of myself. I have to give permission. Then I have the ability to love others take care of others, but I'm going to put a parenthesis around that because when I take care of others, it has to go along with those footsteps leading to my future. So our taking care are, well, in my choices to take care of others, is that in direct association 
with the mandates or the assignments that God has authorized me to fulfill. So I'll put that in an area of, do I have a covenant with the people that I've chosen to care for? So family, that's a covenant. It's a covenant by blood. It can be a covenant by marriage. Friends, it's a choice to love each other. And so that comes in my category as a, a love covenant. So I can partner and care for them in direct association with the mandates or the assignments that Jesus has given me. Okay. So I asked myself this question, does my yes have focus? <laughs> Considering I'm a focus queen, <laughs> does it have focus? And then what are the feelings or emotions that present themselves from that focus? Ooh, doggy. Yeah. So sometimes my feelings or my emotions will definitely get triggered from the focus. And so I have to go back and I have to look at the focus. What is in front of my eyes, in the environment, the atmosphere around me? And did I give that permission? Yeah, see, when you come back to asking for permission, I get permission for things as well. And I need to change that permission level many times, right? Okay, so does my yes, the things that I agree with, and sometimes those agreements are kind of unknown, scary, but yeah, it's kind of like we allow things and we didn't really say yes or people in our sphere, I won't say sphere of influence because sometimes it's a severe, a sphere, not severe. Well, then again, maybe that's a good little word trip over, right? So sphere, meaning I have choice over the influences and maybe some aren't supposed to be influencing me or maybe some of my stuff is not supposed to be influencing another. So it's a good thing for me to come back and check my core values and ask myself, what am I saying yes to here? And if it brings forth joy and happiness and fulfillment in myself, then my feet are confident where they're stepping. But if it brings fear, then I need to go back and I need to talk to Jesus and say, okay, I feel this. Can we have a conversation about why I'm fearful here? And he always does. He always tells me when I'm being afraid. So my focus might be correct, but there might be some belief systems and mindsets that need to be altered. Okay. So I asked my question, do I need to change my yes? Mm -hmm. Am I asking for permission from structures, organizations, or people? And is that permission something that I want to give? 
I mean, when you ask for somebody for permission, I'm, I'm doing the asking. So it's like I'm opening the door and giving them authority to respond. Always a really good question, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite transformational stories happens in this chapter. <laughs> I share with the reader um, my trip over to Korea with my brother, who was stationed there with his family. And I don't want to tell you all the good things because not that you can't find those good things or hear the good things. But sometimes when you set aside the time to actually read something, um, you're making a trade from your time to sit and be quiet and to listen and learn and explore. And, but yeah, this was my very first time um, out of the country traveling internationally and God did something just amazing. And then he, well, he basically used my own questions. Later on, a few months later down the road, he asked me, what did I want to say yes to? Mm -hmm. That's why I got to be so good at asking myself is because God has asked me so many times, right? <laughs> okay, well, moving on. So, I re-ran across this quote today that stopped me, got me to ask the questions again. It's um it's by Rolf Rolf Ralph Waldo Emerson. Go where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a question that I asked the church. Um, I kept asking them for spiritual things because I was encountering spiritual things, yet they'd never been there. There was no path that they had experienced to follow. And then I expected them that they would have a trail. Mm. again so I was asking for permission for something that they couldn't give gosh it was difficult and I had to really stretch myself and mm, did I get comfortable with being in between a rock and a hard place mm, no but it definitely did squeeze really good relational questions between me and the Lord so that I could actually move out of that spot, but I could actually look at it. So what would it look like if we actually moved out between a rock and a hard place and looked at it? That place where the rock and the hard place actually kiss each other? Ooh, yeah, they do. They kiss each other. And I have put myself in that place, that kissing place. And again, because there was pressure and friction, it did make a pearl. 
And that's what I learned when I stepped outside and looked at that kissing place between the rock and the hard place. Um, that I learned by that pressure, that pressure um, or friction, it caused me to change. It caused me to question. Um, it caused me to ask such good questions um, from Jesus that he extended my belief system. And so when you say, I say the word kiss between a rock and a hard place, that was a really good place to be. Because had I not put myself in that place or been assured to that place, yeah, sometimes we don't put ourselves, sometimes we allow other people to put us there or choices and decisions. But we have to realize that that friction is kissing us to change. That friction is, is trying to get us to change the path, even though we don't necessarily see the path. That, that friction is trying to, to get us to change a path, change the direction, make a different decision. And when we do that and we have a relationship with others, then we begin to leave a trail. And see, I can talk about it with you now because there's a trail. So I wrote the book because there's a trail. My stories of transformation and friction kissed me in such a way that I can express the trail and I can look what happened when I was in that rock in a hard place. And I learned how to remove myself from it. So I just invite you, go, go read. Go, go read about my trip to Korea and go read about, I'll give you a secret. It's called the varmint coat. You know what a varmint is? It's kind of a, ooh, a slang term for a rodent or a critter or a varmint, anything, probably anything that you could run over on the road would be a varmint, right? So you just have to go read it. And then what God brought through me in that place of friction, in that kiss of a rock and a hard place, which now that I'm talking about it, it's interesting that that is become the highlight today of today's podcast between a rock and a hard place. Hmm. Something to think about, huh? I wanted to share with you. Um, well, maybe I should wait. Ah, <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to share with you. Uh, I'm going to share about another rock and a hard place. Just real quick in my, from my journal notes this morning. So um, I met for coffee with a dear friend yesterday. I hadn't seen her for about six years. And she lives on the mission field. So um, it's just not really convenient all the time, right? And so we were talking, we were talking about church structure. And there's something that she said. She said that they were following a structure that was said 2,000 years ago. And I understood what was being conveyed. And I went, hmm. And um, 
So this morning I thought, well, I'm going to go have a relook because she was obviously talking about um, a mandate spoken by Jesus that we all know as the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to share all my journal notes from this morning, but I'm just going to show share with you an interesting perspective of a rock and hard place. Okay, so. Um, you can find that particular passage in Matthew 28. And where's the other one? Let me go check here. Matthew 28 and Mark 16. So go have a look under the Great Commission and go have a read and ask Jesus about that. But the one little place that I'm going to just highlight today. So this is Matthew 28, 2 and 4. So suddenly there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone, and he sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. And the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead fate. Then the angel spoke to the women. So you remember where we're at? Okay. He said, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who is crucified, and he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. So, I'm going to, again, this is a rock between a rock and a hard place, right? So we have a stone rolling away, right? But why did the stone roll away? Why did the angel come and remove the stone and then sit on the stone? He certainly didn't remove the stone so Jesus could walk out. No. (laughs) He removed the stone so that they could see. So the Marys that came to visit the tomb could see that he no longer was lying there. That's something to think about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And what else did the angel do? He gave them a message, right? So he moved the rock from the hard place, from things that were dead, right? Jesus wasn't dead anymore. He went in there. But he opened it up so people could see and witness that he wasn't in there. So that friction or that kiss between a rock and a hard place. Um, That's what produced the pearl. That's what opened the door of great price, right? I think I'm going to leave it there. I think that's a good place to leave it, right? It's always good to leave a question out there for us to chew on, to think about. Mm Mm-hmm what they discovered. 
What was opened up? Exciting. What was given permission? Yeah. What they they get invited to. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's enough questions for today, right? Yeah. What do we give permission to? Beings that rock. That kiss in between. Standing back and seeing what friction, what is it producing? Is it producing strife or fear? Or is it producing the transformation that Jesus wants within us? Or in the season that we're in? Hmm. This was definitely a question on a question podcast. And I'll listen to it. (laughs) Thank you. I can hear the wheels turning because they're turning for me as well. You have an absolutely marvelous day. Thank you for spending this time with me. Don't forget to follow so we can find each other real easy for the next episode. Hmm. I encourage you to go pick up one of um, my books, the unfinished book. Gosh, it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Hmm. Thank you again. I'll talk to you later soon. Okay? Or sooner than later. I don't know. Sometimes I come back pretty quick because all of a sudden the questions that I put out there, all of a sudden the answers are present and I just went, I've got to go talk to you and share the answers. And you can do the same, right? All right. We'll catch up real soon. Bye.